You're listening to the Out of the Box podcast with Timmy, Halisa, and Sinashore. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Box. I am Halima and the Sinashore and Dura Timmy. Hello, how are you? How are you doing? Hello, 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 hello. <coughs> how are you? <laughs> Good, we are good, we are good. So today we are going to start this conversation up, straight up. And I want to start with a monologue. I just want to narrate something, actually. I thought this is a good way to start, right? I've heard mothers from other planets, but they are still like us. I've heard a lot of people complain or give this worry, actually, especially people that just started having children. They're often worried about the age they need to start teaching their children etiquette and not just etiquette um, around other people or just generally how to function as a normal person in the society. But they start asking questions like, when do I start teaching my boy child or my African child or my black looking child, how they should act when they are stopped by the police. So this is, this is something I've heard on the media. I've heard people actually say it in real life too. And I just started thinking with the recent happenings that have been happening in the world, especially in Nigeria, it got me thinking and asking this question that, um, have we gotten to a place as Nigerians where we feel like or where we might have to start teaching ourselves or teaching kids how to react or act when they are stopped by law enforcement agencies or when they are stopped by the police? So not just children, actually, we can expand it to adults. Have we gotten to that place where adults need to start learning children to need to start learning how to act when they are stopped by the police? So. Let's try to start by that and expand the conversation from there. What's your thought about this? Yeah, I think, I think uh, very importantly, um, we need to find a way to separate uh, this conversation. I mean, the contests are quite um, elusive, if you will allow me to use that word, like they are not clear. Uh, for instance, uh, if you were talking about the U.S. setting, for instance, I would suppose that, okay, they probably have given uh, in to a lot of anomalies that they are seeing there. And then it has not gotten to a point where they are just saying, okay, you have to comport yourself. Mm-hmm. And perhaps the, sol- the police have enough education to do what they have to do. But, I mean, which is the standard operating procedure anyways, or standard rule of engagement. But in the African, or oh, let me say particularly Nigerian case, when a place where it's a it's, it's, it's a it's a much complicated thing to look at. For instance, yeah, policemen can actually just have issues with you because of the way you look. They can have issues with you, and everybody here is almost of similar skin tone. Uh, policemen can have issues with you because of your the, the 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 tonality of your voice. They can have issues with you because you look daring. They can have issues with you because you look a little scared, maybe due to the fact that you've heard about a lot of atrocities that they've perpetrated in the past. I mean, you are living the trauma, and then they still find it hard, right, to cope with you due to that. So it is, to me, a much more complicated case we are going to look at in Nigeria now case compared to the U.S. case. And it will now boil down to uh, even understanding, really, how did we come about the policing system that we are currently um, running? Right? How do we? How do we? How, how did we arrive here? Yeah? Uh, for instance, in the U.S. case, uh, you can easily allocate. Um, I mean, 
ascribe the origination of their policing to the conversations around slave raiding, um, slave police kind of. Yeah, you practically are just trying to safeguard your uh, plantation in such a way that uh, your slaves will not escape. Very importantly, or you might not even take it a little bit further and come down to Nigeria. When exactly did policing start in Nigeria? And to understand that, you need to go to the MPF's website, right, and see the history as actually... That's um, the Nigerian Police the, Force website. Yeah, the Nigerian Police Force. I suppose they have actually stopped answering Nigerian Police Force. I think they are now the Nigerian Police, but their website still carries mpf.gov.ng anyways. And yeah, you will see them telling you that uh, Nigerian Police had its origin in Lagos. And then it started in the year 1861, uh, where a question of 30-man consular guard became a thing, right? They expanded this guard to about 600 in 1891, and, renamed, and they renamed it the Alsa Police. You get, because of the enlistment of some captured runaway Alsa slaves at Cheba, by L.T. Glover Aven, again, in 1879, Alsa Police was further enlarged, by the recruitment of more men and renamed the Alsa Constabulary. It then consisted of 1,200 officers and men commanded by an inspector general of police. One very important thing here is all of these things that I've mentioned started in the 18th century. Nigeria, That's before Nigeria was formed. Nigeria became a, a, a country, really. Uh, uh, the name Nigeria came up in 1914, isn't it, for the first time. So it speaks to the fact that the Nigerian police, as it is today, predates the Nigerian state. So it now begs the question, like, have we changed the modalities of policing from then to now, or we are just still perpetuating the structure, the modus operandi that they've had since then? So it is pretty much a very, very uh, big, um, or let me say, detailed conversation if we are going to have it unfortunately we are going to have it here today thank you yeah that's that's interesting because we like you said right the modality might not have changed and um we have had a lot of cause to keep asking for reforms in a lot of sectors and the police just happens to be one and we had this big outburst by people in 2020 which um led to or which had the hashtag NSAS. Um, a lot of people wanted that police system to be reformed completely. So there have been different things that people have been asking of the police. We could go all the way listing out all of those things. I and mean, there's a lot, really. Yes, there's a lot that has been asked of the police. And we I we've not I don't know that the ordinary man has had any impact because there have been recent cases that has made us to believe that many things have not changed actually many things like the violation of people's rights hasn't really changed and we've seen a lot of videos some of them will go viral some people will not care about others or some people might decide to care too much about some other people's own cases so yeah we've just had the cause for alarm recently that has made us you know see here to talk about this particular mm -hmm. conversation around policing in nigeria policing in general police brutality you know who is the victim what does the constitution say has there been reforms being done what happened in 2020 with the 
police act um what happened and what's happening and what should we be looking forward to happen right so let's just get go straight to the case the case study what's happening right now and what are people why are people asking for reform again or why are people actually talking about the institution of the police it can't just go away you know because it's always in the news continuously right now we have a case actually that we need to closely look into not just because of the noise around the case but because of what that might lead to what we would or what we should be asking of either the institution and of the citizen themselves that's why i brought out the example that do we need to socially reform people or should we need to start teaching these things in school or should we you know put a lot of responsibility on the institution as itself to reform so that um just that in itself would trickle down to people and yeah yeah please pick up the conversation any anyway it's just me you know listing out a lot a few things that i think is important that we we have conversations around yeah so i feel like um you know just to uh you know um that back in something that um, Sinusha said that made me remember a particular experience, you know, when he was talking about like um, the Nigerian, poli- Nigerian police and, you know, uh, some of the crazy reasons that they might get, you know, aggressive with you, you know, uh, sometimes from just the way that you talk, uh, sometimes from just the way that you, <laughs> you look at them or sometimes just the way that you look or sometimes even just asking them, um, a question can be like a trigger uh, to get them to actually, you know, manhandle you. Right? And it reminds me of one experience that I had at a particular time. I think about, you know, um, 10, 11 years ago, you know, when I used to run one um, cyber cafe um, business then, and I was the administrator of the cyber cafe. So I remember that day they stormed into um, my place because it was just by the roadside. And then, you know, they started harassing everybody. And, you know, as the young CEO of the of the cafe, then I had my legs on the table. I was just, you know, the, I think it was in the morning before so many people came in so i was just like with my um with the, the few guys that used to walk you know under me and you know uh, myself and i just had my legs on the table and when they came in they were asking questions so i wasn't really moved i think at that po- at that point i was not like i had not witnessed a lot um of police uh, brutality like you know like how we have it now because what we used to know then is just you know that normal you know me i was born uh, i was still very young in the military era so what what we were used to more is this uh they, they stop and search or whatever they do your particular and all those things that they do so as a young person i was not really you know that much intimidated but that particular experience they came in and i had my legs on the table and they were you know asking some questions and before you know one of them just landed me very slap like hey how can police be talking to you and you have your legs on the table so it's it's a crazy experience and all this happened in less than about three to four um minutes you know and i was actually very upset you know but um he just you know i just wanted to like share that personal experience because sometimes when you're talking about all these things you have to always you know bring in personal experiences because the kind of toxic um um space that we have you know 
right now because almost every discussion you know um, because we just finished an election is most likely linked to um, your political leaning and everything so sometimes you need to share all those personal experiences but just to like you know also talk about something that you said um, Halisa like when you you spoke about you know the current case that's you know out there now uh, with Shion Kuti where you, uh, you, you said that people are calling for reform I don't feel like many people are coming calling for reform uh, again just because we're done with an election um, season. A lot of people are calling for prosecution and not really reform because they just want to see Yoshio <laughs> and his views about, you know, Nigerian political parties. Like spoils yeah, of war. So he <laughs> just wants him gone. Yeah. You know? um, so, um, but then, you know, speaking about um you know at least a few conversations have been raised you know about again um uh nigerian police maybe because it did, did what happened the altercation that happened um on top milan bridge between him and the police officer where he was filmed you know um slapping a police officer um i think that you know just like you know some conversations that i've had with some people and some of the conversations that are out there a lot of who are calling for you know some sort of um 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 you know or some people, not a lot of people, just a few people actually saying that maybe if it, there was a body cam on um, the police officer or a dash cam on his car, maybe that could have helped us to know what really happened. And this is part of the things that in the past, a lot of people have raised um, that uh, issues that some people have raised that could have helped, you know, in this particular um, scenario. So I think that uh, uh, it will have made it easier. Yeah, so we'll definitely go down the list, you know, the list of the request. And I think that came with a lot of protest. So we will definitely run down that list. But you talked about something that I wanted to even point out for, for sure. This search, search thing, it's, it seems like it's, it's a very normal police operation. It feels like the police are existing just to search people, right? Because I can't remember the last time that something <laughs> was happening. And I and I, I thought, oh, let's call the police. Let's go. In fact, they should do a survey. I think any YouTuber out there that's interested, go around the country or go around a city, go around a neighborhood, ask them to check their contact if they have ever dialed the police phone number in nigeria right you know when you're watching hollywood movie you easily just hear 199 call 199 or 119 here it's kind of like the yo so do a survey and see if anybody has actually called the police right to to come and protect like, them, them <laughs> why are you laughing like what <laughs> no you're in danger right you're in danger you call the police right <laughs> <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> well, just do it do a survey yeah, right do it so much just do a social experiment yeah. have people have you ever called the I police have, i have one directly so one time, on the police one line time my my house was under attack and i, I called them and uh and then yeah i called i've called how far have you got have you called before? How was, how was, how was it there was no reaction by call because yes. i have never they picked my call Oh, that's that's quite impressive. They should they will they will they will clip that now and put it on. Yeah, that. I call, but it <laughs> Anyways, that that's how did somebody it? came to my house, you know, and uh, but then that's not to I, I don't want to uh, you know to sound like you know um they've not mm -hmm. responded to other people like you know yeah no because me I don't feel like the first line of action right to people is called the police. 
because i've had many things i don't want to run down my history with people and just my relationships in life is just generally people have had cause to call the police but i don't think the first line of action was let me call the police maybe the first line of action was okay let me call this brother i know that's in the police but the first line of action has not just been let me call the official phone number of the police i haven't seen that before and that's to tell you something is not right right i mean yeah that's that's just that's just something i I just felt like is it one two one one two What's the number? Oh my no, god! Don't allow, don't send me up for drag emergency numbers, though. I don't even know the one, I, but I think it's a, no. You know, in every country, when you dial nine one one, I think it redirects nine one one calls to um towards um the police number in Nigeria. But every, I think every state has their own emergency um um contact. I think that's it. You know, but then um you like most um Nigerian police stations publish the numbers of their DPOs and you know their contacts, the people that you can contact in case of emergencies or if it's a domestic uh, violence case or whatever it is. Yeah, they so, should definitely have so. one general one and that one can redirect to to the people that's necessary to because they would have the location they would have all of this um information of people's phone cell phones the addresses and once your location is on they should be able to find you anywhere you are <laughs> right i mean, I mean you know, where we're talking about huh? has any one of you checked <laughs> I'm checking and it's giving me a whole list. It's giving me Abia phone number by state, you know, Adamawa, Kwaibom, Anambra of contact, the contact line on the Nigerian Police Force website. So situationroomng.org. Live now and see if they respond. I think very importantly, we also need to know that it is a crime to call that number. To call when there's no emergency, right? When there's no emergency, yeah. You know, the such is, call is it a, it, would you call it a crime? Is a misdemeanor, was, I guess. There was a, there I mean, was a, it does, there was, there was a okay. recent conviction on a subject. We had a recent conviction where someone was calling it that uh, toll free number for phone. But then, but, 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 then, but it happens everywhere, though. Like, for example, if you call, let me say, if you call the emergency, uh, the ambulance, and there's no patient, then yes, it is, and they'll fine you. There's a fine, a stable fine, and you know, okay, if you do this, you pay this fine. There's always that. So I, I'm not sure that's clearly stated, but yeah, it's not right. Nobody should call when there's no emergency, especially in a case where we do not even have enough um, police officer to, to you know, take care of the security of people. So... Yeah, definitely. I don't think we can try it out for for no for for just for experiment. But people that are willing to try, there are people that are willing to try those things. They they educate the society. I'm sure there is something that will cover them to try it out. If you are if you're into those kind of things, please do it and share us the the link. But you, so what you let's let's me now, what you telling me is that if I actually call them and they come and that that's a crime. Uh, so what about if they don't come? Yeah, I mean, Ooh, I mean the, the, another the, the, angle. No, actually, I do not think it is necess, uh, necessarily a problem. 
that they do not come because it's the modus operandi that they do not show up in the first place. Exactly. And what, why is that? Why, that is that? why can't I just call like the police if if there's trouble and they show up? You know, because I I, I don't want to I don't want to be. I want to be a little bit objective, you know, and not say like, you, oh, you, if you call you, them with this crisis in this place, they won't come. Because I know that, you know, obviously they would, they would go. I don't know. But I know that, you know, some people can call and get a response. And, you know, if there's like a robbery or something, maybe, you know, but then. I have, I have, yeah. done, I have done my study of the Nigerian police. They were not made to defend you, to protect you. And this might look a little bit controversial, but no, they were not made. But that's that's not the new that's not that the new um, police force. That maybe that's the old <laughs> one, because the new one that we have right now, the rebranded one, the after answers. <laughs> I think like there's a whole lot of repackaging, and um, I think you're serving some people, you know. I think you <laughs> need to also understand that there are there are classes in every society. I'm not sure neither myself nor you belong to the, uh, I mean, either myself or you belong to the group of people that they are supposed How, to serve. Why, why are you saying and you and I? How do you know I don't belong to the class of people they are? You don't know if direct to me is like, oh, no, ah, I, I, am not, I am not sure. I am not sure you are. I am not sure you are able to reasonably get six policemen to guard your house. Those are the people they are intended to serve. And don't forget here, yeah, like I was saying earlier, practically in the Nigerian case, eh, they are not ashamed to say it. Yeah? Are you there? Guys? Yes. Can you hear me? They yeah. are not afraid yeah, yeah, to say yeah. I'm looking at it, right, on MPF's website now. Let me read the first paragraph for you of how the Nigerian police came about the, the about us portion of their of their website. The Nigerian police force is the principal law enforcement agency in the country. It had its origin in Lagos following the creation of the 30-man consular guard in 1861. The small guard was subsequently expanded to 600 men in 1891, 30 years after, and renamed AUSA police. Because of the enlistment of some captured runaway slaves at Jeba, by L.T. Glover Aaron. Yeah? Again, in 1879, the Asa police was further enlarged by the recruitment of more men and renamed the Asa Constabulary. It then consisted of 1,200 officers and men commanded by an inspector general of police. What is key here is enlistment of some captured runaway Asa slaves. Outside police, consular guard, its origin in Lagos, and the timeline, which is the most important. Nigeria became in 1914, a country in 1914, but these guards have been around even before Nigeria. I don't know, maybe this makes sense to you. What exactly were their duty? And function. The duties of the Hausa Constabulary entailed attending to the security needs of the colonial administration, which encompassed both military and civil police functions. 
It, however, was largely military in character and posture. One of such military duties was the provision of a detachment of eight officers and 51 men for the Aroshuku expedition. They are not hiding this thing. Nigerians don't just check for these things. What I have read so far presupposes that the police of Nigeria were initially set up to pursue a colonial agenda, to pursue the service to the colonial leads that were in Nigeria then. So literally, they are a relic of colonialism. They are a relic of colonialism. I don't know, maybe this makes sense to us guys. Yeah, but, so yeah. so since then, but our constitution was amended now in 1999. Since then, there hasn't been any change, right? Because, it, I mean, maybe if there were changes on paper, it hasn't really been projected onto the people. Because many people have requested for this police reform, but um, it hasn't really taken shape in a way that we would, uh, would like it to be. Right. So I was checking because this search thing, like I said, it seems like that's the only place you actively see police functioning. It's the stop and search. And that's one thing we've seen with this case, too. We don't know who said the person should stop first. Where we saw the what we saw in the video was just the assault. So we did not see what happened before then. But we've gotten a little bit of information or background information towards why the uh, whatever happened happened. But we have to still wait for the court to to clarify or to you know give their own verdict but then this police search and stop thing i there's this site i like to use when i'm looking at anything concerning law that's related to nigeria and it's called law paddy paddy's friend in nigeria what what language is that paddy me that's yoruba okay so they said does the police have the right to stop and search they said the police act in section 29 states that a police officer may detain and search any person whom he reasonably suspects of having his possession or um, conveying in any manner anything which he has reason to believe has been stolen or otherwise unlawfully detained. So when the police officer thinks that something has been stolen, they can stop you and they can search you. It's an act. It's even in the law that they can do these things. So with that, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it looks like I would assume that the police has complete right. They don't even need a warrant to search you when they stop you they do not need a warrant to search you so that's that's just where we are at i i think that many things have not really changed and we we've seen that i don't think that many people have been protected but with recent activity that twitter has been showing us we've tried we've seen a, lit, a few cases where when people are brutalized by the police it seems like those people are reprimanded because this Ben Hundain, the police, the the um, chairman, they are guard at the police headquarters there. I he think, always posts things. I think he's, 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 he's not state, there anymore. He's a state he's, uh, okay, police officer for Lagos State. Or maybe that's why he's the one publishing, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay, okay. Okay, so because they try to publish when, you know, the police are reprimanded and they try to just keep people up to date with those information. So it seems as though that they have been doing a few things lately, but Duretimi pointed that it might just be repackaging. Whatever it is that they are doing, obviously it's not, it doesn't seem like it's it's broad enough, right? Um, what, 
but you know when police should stop you i feel like there are a few things you should know as a person should you would you would you first of all you know ask for warrant for search warrant does that work for nigeria because uh, if I, it doesn't stay i think i was really feel like they need a search warrant to, I, I to I was, check you know to i don't feel like maybe. i was in the case you know, i think they usually have disagreement even on the on what uh i mean maybe they need to present a search warrant before they can go ahead with that or not so I think it's a bit controversial. I have heard Barrister Femi Falana speak on that. I have heard the need as well speak on it. But it's even got to an extent where they were talking about people checking other people's phone until the IGP now to say nobody has the right to check other person's phone. You know, so it's a, it's a little blurry there. But I think the normal operating procedure is that if you want to search, right, anyone under any guise, ordinarily you should have a warrant. But even, even like, even... Um as like the IGP and several top police officers have come out to say that um, you don't necessarily need like um, like they can't they should not have the right to search your phone. A lot of police officers still do that even up to this day. So why is the burden, you know, you know, because you're arming someone, you're you're giving them guns and live bullets and you're putting them out on the streets and you want me to like bear the brunt of having to challenge a police officer that, oh, you don't have the right to search my phone, you know, and even up to today, we're still seeing a lot of like, you know, and that's if you're lo- like a lot of videos and that's if you're lucky to even have someone close by to you that can actually like do like a recording or, you know, um, capture them harassing you. Like, I don't feel like if you and a police officer, like in a, in a, um, in a very enclosed space where there, there are not much eyes that you would have that, you know, right to you or not that you have the right, but you have that, you know, um, audacity to be dragging with them because they have life, go- like they have um, guns loaded with life bullets and they can shoot you at any p- particular point. Right. So I feel like if the IG is telling uh, us that, you know, there was a lot of contradiction. I think now maybe post answers, because when we're talking about like this police brutality um, issue, we would might need to look at, there's a pre-ENSAS era and there's a post-ENSAS era because I feel like as much as police brutality has not stopped in Nigeria, a whole lot, there was a mass awakening as to like the rights that people actually have, right? So my own issue is why do Nigerians or, you know, civilians have to be at the brunt of challenging police officers and saying, oh, you don't have a right to check my phone? You know, it's, 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 and the police officers, you know, after being given instructions from their superior officers, still engage in this thing, still check people's, even up to date, they still do it. You know, so I, I feel like it is, um, it just contradicts itself. But then, I like wanted to say something about like the whole idea of like you know oh because police force you know was not structured to serve us or it came from that colonial um, era or you know it was something something about slaves before I feel like it's a good you know it's a it's it's really um, 
um, good to understand the history of, of, of how it was set up. But I don't feel like that is the reason why they still maintain that oppressive structure because it had to start from somewhere, right? It, it, it did have to start from somewhere. Whether it was set up by the colonial masters and everything, it, it had to start from somewhere. But I just feel like the entirety of the Nigerian state is so oppressive and it goes beyond even the Nigerian police force. And it's, it's not because it was set up to protect, to, to, um, you know, maybe at a particular point it might have been set up to protect them, but that should not be the reason why it still sustains this, um, you know, way that the, the modus operandi and you know how it affects you know Nigeria. And so, uh, that's that's just <laughs> it. There is, there is a psychological part, part to evaluating this, and to do that, right, is to actually look at the history like i've said earlier and very importantly when did the nigerian police force right uh when exactly right where them uh, you know we had our star constabulary we had all these uh, royal niger companies police constabulary when exactly did they match they match in 1930 and they were the colonies first national police when they were aggregated but the reason why I'm citing this is to see how this could have trickled into the culture of the institution. Don't forget, when we got independence in 1960, I've always said this thing, even though it seems like I'm oversimplifying it, to understand the psychic of people, know where they, what they were set up for. When, the, um, when we celebrated independence in 1960, the political uh, elites now emerged therefrom, right? They took police to their respective region. Now, what is the lesson I want us to take here? When these police were mad, both from the north and the south in 1930, before it was broken down on a regional basis, sometimes later, there was the place of naming it, and it was named the uh, Nigeria Police Force. That name, we took it to like 2020 or 2021 before it changed. So that name bears with it a spirit. And I cannot understate this. That's why if you are a Yoruba person, you will understand that the name that people answer, right, as a way, right, of reflecting them or reflecting to them, depending on how you want to look at it. So if the Nigerian police force, right, if they are today defending the interest of the political elite, right, if they are today serving more people who have money, upper-class citizens in terms of wealth and all of these things and means to wealth. If they are today majorly found in the houses of political elites, right, it just pretty much speaks to the structure, the, 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 the engagement, the arrangement that they've had even during the colonial era. And this speech, see, listen to them talking, listen to the Nigerian police talking. Bail is free, written on the wall, and the Nigerian police will tell you to pay for bail. Even when it has been investigated, the case that you were probably uh, detained for, and then you were supposed to be set free, right? That, oh, this person is not culpable or anything. They will still get money from you. It's a system of extortion, just like the colonial system was. And I am, in, I am insisting on this colonial system because you know the way these things can be. If you do not find somewhere to pin it to, especially when it is so glaring in our face, right? 
you won't have any conversations to make. And that is why a lot of people think reform will not save the Nigerian police. When they, saw, uh, when they said they stopped SARS in October 2020, do, have you not seen instances where the Nigerian police are still operating like SARS? Yeah. Are they still not maintaining SARS infrastructure? So what, what should be done? They should should, we, should about... we scrap the entire force? What, what exactly are you proposing? It is like a fish. I like to cite that analogy a lot. Right? If you want to keep fish and you don't want it to decay, decay, pardon me, I said decay. <laughs> if you don't want it to decay, yeah, some kind of fishes you just cut their head off. What does that mean to me in this case? I mean, there's a need for leadership. If a proper head is there, right, it, it will flow down. But if you continue to make people who have been in the system all along, right, the leadership. If you continue to make people who are used to the covert nature of the system, the leadership, then there is no point in trying to talk about reform because there's nothing that will change. And what we need really is a complete overhaul of that system. The Nigerian Police College is teaching a lot of things in legal, in all of these things. Immediately they leave that place, they forget all of those etiquettes, ethos, ethics, and they come out here and they assume the nature the spirit behind the Nigerian police force before it became the Nigerian police recently. Hmm. Me, I, I feel like, right, if if you reform one system eh, and you don't reform the society in itself, then there's going to still be a problem. Because I think that, for example, this might not really roll down well with a lot of people because many people have been advocating for us to go back to our own customs, go back to the African way of doing things. But I, I think that sometimes people don't want to leave the bad part, the bad parts out of it and just maybe pick the good parts and you know expand those things and make those things shine but they would rather just pick the the parts that might not really be favorable anyways i said this because right. i feel like our culture uh may i suggest something yeah mm -hmm. i think you should not even give our culture any while at all you people have a way of back okay. our culture. <laughs> let, let me and, let me and, just and, like let, round this let me say this and it's very important the police are like the house slaves that looks down on the, on the slaves on the plantation because they think they are closer to the slave owners. Meanwhile, just like the slave on the plantation, they are as well a victim of the old system. But the fact that there's a gun in their hand, there is the handcuff, they have the tear gas, canister, amongst other things, they think perhaps they are different. They are not. They are a victim. And one thing that now is a very big concern, right, if you want to relate it with what is happening with Sean, for instance, is the fact that it is not only Sean that wants to slap a member of the Nigerian police in Nigeria. There are so many people, right, maybe they don't have the clout, maybe they, they do not have the kind of family name that can actually aid them in doing that. That's why a lot of, a lot of them are quiet, right? It doesn't excuse the fact that slapping a policeman is not fine. It's not good, right? For me, that's where I stand. So that's, so that's exactly what I'm saying. There are many people that would want to do it because of what has happened to them, right? It's reaction. It, it's what it's um that's a conversation on its own. But then still, I'm trying to say that many people in our society would slap right it's it's not it's not it's like okay, someone does something wrong to you, you physically violate them. Someone do something wrong to you, even if it's your child, you say, okay, come in, you trash them, you physically violate them. 
So it's it's a system, and for me, culture sometimes is not that deep. It's just the way of life. This is how we live. When people do something wrong to you, you think it's okay to physically violate them, even if they are your child, if they are anybody close to you. It doesn't matter, and that's why we have cases of jungle justice, right? People just people would they say you don't even need to shout the lay. You just need to say oh, and then they, they've put some. They've like come together to beat somebody. So. This physical violence thing is not is not very pronounced in in some other places. I know that we try not to say that some kind of problems are very um, just very special to Africa, but I think that that case of physically violating people generally is something that is something you see. It's very natural. People hit people, right? That's where I was coming from when I'm trying to talk about the the cultural aspect of it. And it's not that deep. It's not like, okay, it's like it happened in 19, in the 15th century or whatever. And we're trying to not let it go. It's just how we're living right now is just a, a, a complete this thing. It's just, okay, you did something wrong to me. Let me hit you. You stole my phone. Let me hit you. Right? Maybe it's because people do not believe that they can call the police or they can call somebody and actually get justice without them taking justice into their own hands. But many people might not even resort to to that too. I, I yeah, that's just what I that's just what I'm thinking. So it's a it's a it's a lot of work that needs to be done generally about what is violence. You know, what exactly is violence? Because many people are arguing still on the side of Sheon Kuti, right? Because we, we feel like when somebody does something to you, it's okay to actually um, do, react in a certain type of way. And that's why people might not find it to be um, problematic because we saw that oh, from what we've seen, it hasn't been fully confirmed yet. We saw that um, the, the police tried to violate him we didn't we don't know how it could have turned out and then he reacted and the way we react is like that so is it wrong that people react that that's that type of way react in the way that they unleash on people physically the, the thing that's is, just what i'm trying to say because it's so not just is, just like you know you know some people are very uh, you know um I don't know how to even put it, but I, as I said earlier on when we started this conversation, like a whole lot of, because we're just coming out of an election, I, I, this is my own honest thoughts. A lot of people, people are looking for justification to see other people, to bring other people down. Uh, so there's a side of the divide that um, Shimon was very vocal against, and I just have to like bring in all this context, right? Uh, there's a side of the divide, uh, political divide that Shimon was, you know, um, very vocal, you know, um, about, and uh, <laughs> he really criticized them, and you know, uh, they really hate him. So those ones don't even want to see anything. They just want him down. They just want him. He just wants his head, right? And there's another side of the divide that supported, you know, as uh, as um, uh, very terrible individuals to to be leaders of our of our great country, right? So those ones are, you know, because of all the attack and because of all the criticism they got, they're just looking for. A way that they can just you know uh <laughs> they can just get back at anybody especially those uh, people who really criticize them uh, people like Xion. but let, let me say this right uh, and I, I would like to state that nobody has a right to put hands on anybody whether it's a police officer or not you know uh but according to the law most especially uh um people on uniform you don't have a right so if so if a mother if if you see a mom hitting her child 
would you say would that same would that same thing apply yes you don't have a right to hit anybody i think that uh what we've not gotten there yet in nigeria but i think very soon we're going to get there because um it's not just about this i i, I think you've seen like videos um of um people getting beat up um houseboy i know you gave me the scenario of like mother but right you know when a mother does it to a child and it's permitted and then it's now you know you you might not even know if the person is the the, the, the child's mother or whatsoever right and you, we recently saw a video of a child um that i think it was a house help or something and it, the, the child was beaten so beaten up to pop or what they call how did they say it right so and the eyes were swollen the, the person could be the little girl or boy could be you know barely see um so again as i was saying i feel like um yeah. you know when you look at that uh, scenario um you would you might want to also consider um you know um the reputation that these um, officers have all right uh, with all due respect there are some good people and they are very there are a lot of bad people uh you know a, a amongst uh, some of these force men there are some good respectable ones and um there are some ones that are just you know bad and you might want to just look at like the reputation that they actually have uh because we all know almost all of us have had experiences with these people even when you're the most humble uh person uh, they can provoke you and like i remember my own little altercation with them if you're not if you're not in the right frame of mind you might just you might just lose it and you know how our environment is there's not even a place where that even provides you with that kind of sane environment that you might you, you know yeah everything is so oppressive right so you know uh, and and if you look at the um the character of these people over time a lot of stories that have been reported even gentle people even over you know those days when we we're growing up it used to be over 20 naira it used to be over 50 naira uh you know so it's sometimes now you even see over 200 naira and you know somebody mistakenly or you know how, how they call it accidental discharge so according to what she put out there she has said you know that the, the guy was trying to um he was trying to get him killed and even in that video if you watch that video right this guy came out and challenged this guy pushed him a couple of times and then you know after that he tried to get back into his car but the policeman followed him to his car and then he went came back again and whatever happened happened slap happened and everything so i think it was wrong for you know uh she wanted to hit him but we don't know like the full story because the only part that we saw was that 40 minutes clip and then if we were to judge by the character of some of these guys i mean like everybody knows except you want to be dishonest right uh, but everybody knows that a whole lot of these officers you know have killed people in the past for look at bolan the the lawyer just uh, i think it was in december last december right look at the lawyer that was killed she didn't even resist she didn't fight she, didn't, she was just you know trying to get her kids um to get something from the mall or somewhere or, or to go eat or something and she was killed right look at colady johnson that just went to a football um um viewing center to to watch football and he was killed those guys there was no altercation there was no fight there was no resistance they did not resist arrest or anything so it's a it's you there's no how you're going to look at this scenario except you just want to be like i said it's a political season so a lot of people are just trying to see uh this guy's head hang from a stick but you if we want to look at it we need to like to hear the full story and understand what happened because the police unfortunately does not have that kind of reputation that we can say oh yeah he, he wasn't that why did he do that or he wasn't you know he wasn't provoked into doing that right and so i think that's just that's just it 
Yeah. I feel like I this is a clear so case of um no imagining everything I was saying. <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody people people not considering the, the process, right? People only look at the outcome of many things. And sometimes I'm I think and are people not really bothered about whatever happened? It context does it really matter anymore? Because the when context, we just look at it the context uh, doesn't matter when it is when it's someone that belongs to your lineage, the context matters. Yeah, that's the right. case. You might yeah. want to there is cause and effect. And the issue is uh, for every action you see out there, there's going to be a level of reaction. Yeah. This is not to excuse the fact that you shouldn't eat anyone, yeah? Well, it is just to speak to the fact that, yeah, this person did this. It is wrong. Albeit, is it like this is a deliberate effort by even the police officer to uh, reel him up? For instance, there are, we are getting information that the police officer was actually drunk. Right? Yeah, if up if until police, now, those are alleged information, yeah. right? So, if the police yes. officer was indeed drunk at the point when that incident mm -hmm. happened, will everybody still hold the same position they are holding now? Because it literally suggests that the police it officer... It might be hard for people to change it, their opinions. People are very angry that's i honestly do not understand the reason for this anger let's say example a lot of things we are saying here is let's say right let's say this happened and we saw that this man acted out of character i expected people to be like this is actually unfortunate let's see what what happens in court right but people are angry entertained and happy and i do not understand how they went from don't take it away from don't take it away from Sean as well. He had to speak That's to something yesterday when he, when he said, "Oh, he doesn't even intend to take the case up before, but some people had captured the moment, and there's a need to properly interrogate the issue and explain his own path of the whole uh, altercation." Uh, a lot of people don't want to hear that it's an altercation. They want to hear that he brutalized because of because right? of, because that's of, what of political leaning, right? It's, it's, that's what it is. Uh, because all of a sudden, everybody is so right, right? Everybody is so right. Social media, yeah. The people who posted a 49, court, 49, 49 seconds video, right? That's, I believe that, that probably was intended to actually sweep people in another way. Right? It doesn't excuse the fact that beating someone up, a police or no police. Exactly. Right? But the point is, if you put context to it, right, um, it's my help. Just imagine that that man does not have the kind of family name that he probably has, does not have the kind of class that he belongs to in his society, right? Imagine it is just an ordinary everyday Nigerian, right? The police will take this person up, right? Tell a story for him. Maybe some, the person can't even afford to get a counsel. Tell a story for him, rope him, land him in jail, remand him there forever. Right. That's why you, you know, the, the, to, to be honest, the fact that you are even thinking of context because it's logical irritates some people, and that's so weird. Why are you so irritated and angered that people are trying to 
look at the context based up or based on data actually based on information of people that have gone through so much brutality this is data this is reported information and people are trying to look at those information and create and see what might have happened that irritates your guts there are many people that are irritated and agitated like why are you even trying to put context to this just look at the picture there was an assault Good. like that's the end finished hello people hello people when it's like hello yeah i'm talking to our audience honestly because uh, most of the people that will be listening to us honestly you need to think about content how does it not matter all of a when sudden it's, it's because of who when yes. it's when it's um uh, tinubu's son that is buying an 11 million dollars house you know then we have to think about you know um where the money we have we, we, we don't just focus on the story we draw we, we we have to think about all the details we have to think about the um you know, there's so much to actually think about. And then we know we also have to look at it and how, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> in this particular case, you know, it's just straightforward. Just look at the video and just kill him. Like, just uh, sentence him. I've seen a lot of who saying 10 years in prison. I've seen a lot of who saying 20 years in prison, you know. But, he, do you know, it, it, just, it just speaks to the Nigerian, like, the, the, the state of mind, like, in Nigeria, especially those of, like, the oppressed, like, like the people of Nigeria, how they see all these things. Because when it was Bola Lace time, we all sat down to look, ah, okay. Um, how was she? Was she turning? Uh, did they turn? Did they try to, you know, they, you know, when it, I, I think that we protect a lot, we, we, we protect the oppressive um oppress i don't know i don't want to put it in a very uh in a way that might sound a little bit controversial but nigerians are currently um um the um protectors of oppression because when it was that bollerless time we're just the, the ig did not issue and and uh order very fast for I, I don't i'm so i don't know i need to research but uh, i don't think that the ig even gets involved in all this because sometimes it's just the commissioner or whatsoever or the pro that will just put that oh these men are on their way to the station or whatever they'll be arrested or whatsoever but look at this case everybody we've already given this guy a judgment Judgment has already been issued. Some people are even suggesting what the judge should give 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. But when it was borderless time, we're trying to find out, okay, let's hear from the husband. Did they try to turn the car? Did they hit the policeman? Did they? And after everything that we found out, there was no logical reason why that guy would have shot that lady. And that was a productive, a, if you want to say, oh, Shenwu is always rough. Uh, Shenwu is always smoking. Shenwu is always this. This was a um, lawyer. She looked decent from, from uh, her this thing. Not, that, not to say that Shenwu is not decent. Shenwu is very decent too. But, you know, she cannot say, oh, she used to smoke or she was what? She was just a very decent lady. A family woman with her husband and her kids in the car. And I didn't see all these questions being asked. So it's it's kind of like confuses me as to where we really are as a people. But I understand that we're just coming out of an election season and Shion has called people thief. He has called them a lot of names. And now, you know, something happens. Just like if something should happen to someone like Shorena breaks the law or someone like who else now? 
you know in fact anybody in as far as you have you had like a political leaning right you you do remember what happened recently when one apc member did some things and they all came down on that person right so i think it's just the whole political coloration that is not making people really um ask a lot of questions and because this guy has been vocal against uh, many of the kind of system that we run in nigeria you know um you know i, I feel like people are just trying to to clamp down on him yeah Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. But I also think uh, we might actually be overlooking a lot of things if we limit it to the issue of political leaning as well. We might want to reconsider the fact that Nigerians, right, in our majority, we often tend to think in a binary way. You said that is right or wrong. There's no middle ground whereby both parties involved can be wrong. There is no middle ground where both parties involved can be right, right? And oftentimes, right, uh, we just end up in a place where we say, okay, this person is right. The police did not raise up his hand. He's right. No. That policeman looked like somebody who's probably afraid of Shionkuti's popularity or family name. Or that policeman has done something so grave, grave that he cannot even imagine what will happen to him afterwards. Don't forget, Shion said this man followed him home. He followed him home? This man apologized. Is that what he yeah. said? This man apologized. That's what he said. Like, the guy followed him home. The guy apologized to him. And that was why he allowed the case be. That was why he didn't take it up up initial. Right? Like, from the beginning. So, so one, thing, one, one thing that has worried me again uh, is that why has, like, the officer not... Like, I feel like the police has not put out their side. What happened? You know? Everyone is just saying, oh, you put hands on an <laughs> officer. Because it, maybe if there were like some seconds, or uh, I want to ask you, like Halisa and like Sinosho, if this guy, if we had seen like that video for like a little bit longer, maybe like a two minutes video where there was like a chase on Tobiland Bridge, or the guy he was, or he was trying to um, corner them into or, like on on Tobiland. I'm just saying that like, if there was anything that we saw, if we actually saw the events that led into. Um, up onto the point where he came out of the car and he hit the guy and he slapped him. Will you, do you think that if there was actual proof that this guy could have, you know, um, um, been been pushed inside the water with his wife and his child, do you think, like, I'm just less, we know the law, don't put your hands on a police officer, right? But do you think that that would make you see, um, that would make you think a little bit different from how we're thinking now? Nobody uh, we are not thinking this this is not group think here. I think yeah. people have different opinions, so it's not a exactly. we, we like think. Me and you. We have different Ex opinions on this subject, but I'm not mistaken. Even though it might be in the uh, same shape, but we have different opinions. Yes. But, but so let's know. But the point is the essence of additional information. <laughs> no, 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 no. Me, eh? I would not, I cannot act like I don't, I'm just a one dimensional thinker. I would, I don't think in a certain way. In fact, when I'm even just looking, I'm already, my head is spinning. So definitely I can't just look at this and say, okay, this is, this is what it is. Except if I make up my mind to say, this is what it should be. Right. So if you look at that image or that picture of him violating a police officer, it's clear what it is. It's clear that this is a crime being committed. But then you cannot say that particular event exists without context. 
without anything happening around it. So like you said, if it was a two minute video where we saw a chase, where we saw what actually happened, I think there are still a lot of people that would still take this chance. If there was any little thing incriminating about him, there are many people that have been on his issue, right? There are many people that would have still said, yes, this guy is wrong. There's nothing that they would have, that would have made that to be right to anybody. And that's why many people are so disgusted. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them like, are you really for real? You know, and we, you, I think you've asked a lot of questions like along the line of how many people have you stood up for? This is not the first case of violence we're seeing right we've seen violence in different forms how many people have you really spoken up for if we're talking about principles here so yeah so now we are looking at you like are you actually sincere about this or there's something really pushing this whole agenda but like i said for me personally if you're asking for my thoughts i i think that i i see two things that would exist for me it's like one it would be never it would be wrong completely to put your hand on somebody but somebody was talking about a crime of passion and i was very intrigued by that if in a in the spur of the moment you felt your life was threatened you felt like the life of people which is like your child and your wife which is sometimes even much more important than your own life is threatened you don't know how people react and with people that have background or ptsd at this point i haven't seen any of his psychological analysis please nobody should quote me i beg but from history or from what we've seen he has had his parents has his dad has had a problem his mom has not a problem they've had traumatic experiences with the police so the first reaction even with someone like me that haven't even gone face to face with a police officer like that when i see a police vehicle vehicle a car coming next to me my heart is already beating so imagine if somebody has had so much encounter with the police and the police comes to him and he says wait what is happening what's about to happen here in the spur of the moment many things do could you, have happened you know so way, that's why i can't give guys mm -hmm. Actually, um, apprehend people. Do you remember all those horrors when they used to just come down from that their Kurupi boss? You know, not even then, even up to now, I'm sure that you know they are still similar cases, although it's it will have reduced by now. What you just come out of this, um, you know, um, you know, they call them Kurupi bosses, right? Those mini bosses, right? And it just come out straight like the, the way that they even, you know, the way they even approach you is enough for your 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 heart to be in your mouth so i know again perhaps, yeah perhaps, perhaps that was why they removed force from their name so that that was, that was a little but it seemed like the first <laughs> remover is not working that's like that's like, <laughs> I mean, that's like removing uh, yeah. moving uh be, be, i don't know but force does it does it does it change anything is it just about the mere name change you know it's not. It's not about the change. It's about a change of their mindset entirely. I don't know. Uh, but do you feel like? Do you feel like? You know. Yeah. I think. Well, 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 go I ahead. Like, go ahead. I don't know, right? You know. But when I was when I was growing up, I used to just think that you know, if I actually like, you know, became president or something, you know, I would just try and start all over. Start the Nigerian police force all over. All over. Different uniform, different, um, um, you know, even different people, right? Different people, different. Take them away from the barrel. You said what? Take them. I mean, the, the house uh, Nego 
putting himself the house owner, they should return him back to among his people in the plantation. Maybe then he will feel a sense of integration and then he will be able to imagine himself as a proper slave that he is, so that when people speak, uh, they are protesting, you know, they are doing it for every one of you, which is the context of disbanding barracks and making policemen live amongst the people they serve. Did you, did you, did you also know that? There has been this talk. Yeah, there go has, ahead, go ahead. There's been a, 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 there's been a conversation around, you know, state policing, right? So it's part of the things that they want to do with dissolution of power. Do you think those kind of things would actually help to take a proper, I don't think it's I, help. what's the word? I don't Any think words it's, the, it's the same people now. It's not the same Nigerians that we're going to put in there. I think all you are trying to do is just to devolve uh, um, the oppression or the brutality. Exactly. And you know what you know what I feel about this state policing um thing, right? You know, I'm up for it. I like I understand like the bigger picture and I know that at the end of the day we'll need to have state police and even community police, you know, as as local government anyhow, shall small micro uh community policing and everything. But then my I, the current way that it is right now, if the ideology of the police officers are not changed and the police force is not changed and the police um, and the state governors are not changed, what you're gonna be having is war they're going to be doing state versus states you know oppression is going to be used for um to oppress people during elections like if pdp is in control of a state or if a particular political party is in control of a state and they have um they are the ones that are in charge of that police force i feel like the opposition won't even stand a chance right so um you know i feel like before that is if that the state policing is done the total reform the, the total reform will need to come at once, change the mindset, change the ideology, change the people, you know, change the people. Because when you still have all those bad eggs, you know, I've, we've, we've had scenarios, not that even, we, even have, we even know that some of these um, people, like there are some of the Aoga at the top, as they say to Nigeria, would give them targets, you know, go and bring this amount of money for me. So all of those um, little um, police officers have to go out to the streets and they have to meet up with those targets that they've given them. I know there is a lot of reform that is being done right now and we are trying to like, because everybody's like the eyes of like the of of the people are oh, on everybody everybody's shining their eye right now so everybody's trying to like package and everything but it's still showing once in a while you still see all those things not even once in a while almost every month or almost every week you still see one video where some officers are misbehaving and everything like that so i, I think that uh, state policing is not going to change anything it's still the same nigerians that are that are there that you know So you know I mean, this whole thing is one one of the um this thing they said during the NSAS right there was they said there were five demands that were made and there are many people that are pro government that or the pro current government because when you say that it's like you're just generally not pro government you know we're pro good government right yeah so the people that are pro let's say the current government will tell you that um there were demands that were made during the NSAS protest which um, includes like immediate release of the people that were arrested and there was also justice for all the people that were that were that were brutalized there was also setting an independent body to investigate police misconduct and then there was the psychological evaluation of SARS operatives 
before they deploy them. And then they also talked about salary increments for police officers. So many people would actually tell you that these things has been sorted out. And the one, the part I wanted to highlight is the psychological evaluation of the people that are in the force. I think those are, that's one of the things that maybe might, it's, embodies reorientating these people and you know that's why i just thought okay how did they say they've done it and uh, it's not su supposed to be something that they said okay we started today and we ended 10 days after it's supposed to be a long and a continuous process we're supposed to sit in the curriculum that they are teaching boys that even in school let's say even command secondary schools or in you know you know just this thing is not so, supposed to be something that they'll say oh we've done it today now after one month it's done we've served your whatever you asked for and that's why we still see people on the other side of the divide saying you actually have not done what we asked you to do what we've asked of you so what's the solution moving forward right yeah so i just wanted to, to hear those to hear more about that and then we can you know yeah, I guess, I guess um, if it's left to me, I think there is a need for complete disband of the Nigerian police. It will make a lot of them actually lose their jobs, right? But if you still want to stay in the process of saying you want to reform, the first set of things that I think needs to be done is to insert more control and monitoring in the current structure, if you still want to keep it, right? And to install more control, you know, we've been talking about body cam, right? Uh, and then penalties for when you put it off, when you shouldn't put it off. And then you need to also manage the way Nigerian police carry guns. Yes. Right? You just see people appearing anywhere with guns. And while we were growing up then, what we usually see with the police more, right, is this beating. That's what they carry more. And that's where the idea of Kondoloba came from. Even if they wanted to probably brutalize you, then they probably will use that. But now people can just accidentally, quote and unquote, discharge. And then you start wondering, like, accidental discharge, how? How do we how, how do we even explain that you are talking about accidental discharge? And don't forget that SARS has not ended. A lot of people might think SARS has ended. The name has changed. SARS has not ended because a lot of people are still being accosted by some set of people who classify themselves as, is it SWAT or something? Yeah, they're still getting accosted, arrested, dealt with by these people. So the message is simple. If we are going to get this right, we need to exert more control on the Nigerian police. We need to also ensure that accountability becomes a very important part of it. If you carry any bullet out of office, right, that is if they still allow them to keep carrying guns, if you carry bullet out of office, there's a need for you to account for how you use each and every. Because people just, I mean, there was this guy I was, um, I mean, I was with recently. And in the course of the conversation, we met, actually, we were coming uh, together, of course, in the car. And then what we found out, are you there, please? Hello? Hello? Yes, yes. So we were actually in transit together, and what we found out was the fact that he was telling us that behind a certain place in Lagos, he saw a dump of people who had died after answers. So the policeman who might have killed those people, if it were policemen that killed them, right, 
if they are if they are the kind that accounts for the billets that they use every day, don't you think to some extent it might help curb that? You might not just be able to discharge bullet anyhow because you know you have to account for each and every of those. And then how do they manage guns? Do they take it home? And why are we having all these rifles everywhere? Any policing that I know, they carry a lot of shotguns, pistols. But why do we have big guns now in the hand of policemen? On the road. Easily be mismanaged, you understand? Does that make it different? So that's where I start. I think or if I think it makes a difference. How, How does it make it because anybody who is going to tell you that they accidentally discharge a pistol, right, will have a lot of convincing to do. But, we, but, but, but if you carry yes, a, a... Police brutality is, uh, is still on the high and it's done, being done with pistols. So does that make any difference? No. Are you hearing... I mean, look at the look at the two distant now. Did, do you usually hear things about accidental discharge? It's... it's few and far between now huh? so it's, it's few i mean so the case i am trying to make here is that that's long gone in itself the gun should not be with them that's what, where i hold except maybe they are going on special operations maybe against anti-amorphy uh, amongst other things but if you are going to carry gun at all carry pistols when you carry rifles it seems like we're in a in a police state right you shouldn't even have a gun in the first place. Don't forget that. So when you install this kind of control, when you, you have install a gun in the first place, place I think uh, that's what I've been saying. They shouldn't even have a why, gun in the first place, except, except when the case. What are you supposed to do? Maintain law and order. Are you fighting a war? You're not fighting a war. So how do you... I'm robbing incident. I think it's one, it's one of the things that led to the proliferation of uh, firearm amongst policemen. Majorly. And then the point is, when you get, like you said, you were calling them because there was an issue in your area. When they're coming for search, yeah, they can come with guns. But you're going home and you're carrying gun home. What for exactly? I don't understand. You're carrying rifle home. We have had policemen accidentally discharge and kill their families. Right? We've had that too. So to avoid uh, a, a few people have proposed like rubber bullets instead of the the real so what bullets. does the rubber bullet do? Like so bullet, does it take yeah. you down? It, it just inflicts it would, but it it wouldn't kill, I yeah, guess. It wouldn't kill. That's that, that that's that's the point people are making. Like when you when you shoot light bullets, it tends to actually Cause a lot but then more when damage. people when people now know that okay these guys are licensed to or um they what they have is rubber bullets don't you think that they will now be more uh tempted to uh push the police guys around do you think it is the, the police too needs to be protected right is so i don't think that the converse is it the is this the bullet that stops the crime it's not the knowledge that, that a police officer can take you out if you do anyhow, right? That's what stops the crime. The, 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 the thing is, you don't know how many rubber bullets you have and you don't know how many life bullets they have. So you, you cannot you, be playing like that. You will not gamble. I think we are making the conversation a little but bit then, I think where we should probably look at here is to speak to the fact that are they not taught how to disarm people in, in the police academy? Are they not taught? Don't forget that the policeman is not just an everyday civilian. Of course, he lives among the civilian, but he has some special trainings. So if you need gun, right, 
to actually be able to maintain law and order. Why don't we just give everybody a gun then so that they can protect themselves? I don't know, maybe this makes sense. I don't think I don't think, that, I think I don't think that would be a good idea in Nigeria yeah. to give everybody yeah. a gun. No, I'm not saying they should give everybody a gun. I'm just saying if you have to actually have yeah. them carry gun all the time, why don't you give people the gun? Because it's practically it's more or less like proliferation of arm. That's what I'm seeing. And people will now say it gets to an extent where they are accusing policemen of actually helping arm robbers to, to get gun. Have you not heard such? If there's somebody who controls that invention, people don't have to carry gun home. Will that become a those, All those things you're saying, it's, it's more about the kind of branded um, police force now. It's, it's, it's in the days of old. Who said so? so we have seen policemen. So if, if you go on the street of Nigeria, <laughs> yeah, if you go on the street of Nigeria, you see some policemen carrying gun home. Yeah, so and another thing that I, that I, I want I, to say I, again is like, I've seen like, you know, just like, you know, it reminds me of when you were talking about like removing policemen like from the barracks and just um, um, letting them live amongst the people. Right? That, that would solve a lot of this um, um, aggression that they feel because they, be, they, they would now feel like, you know, normal, um, like normal civilians and they feel like us, you know, which is what we need to push for so they don't feel like, oh, they are superior to this, um, to this um, people. Right. Um, but, um, one like evidence or one um um real life scenario that i i think that might you know be a good um a good example of that is that most times when you see these police officers inside the bus alone just by themselves they're not as aggressive as when they're in their group like i don't know if you guys have noticed if you've been like in public transportation with all these police officers sometimes they'll even be inside the bus and you'll be abusing police and they don't they don't even say anything <laughs> you know they, they just keep quiet you know but i feel like there's this thing that when they're amongst their guys which is you know they become a little bit more aggressive and everything so i think that that idea of like you know moving them out of of of, of like um the barracks i think it makes more sense and making they we need to have more social integration you know like you know again you know i always say that if i have that opportunity even if i can even do it as a as a um like a, a normal citizen i would like for us to have all this kind of community meetings between the people and the police let's you know sometimes when you're so angry with someone and then you talk things out you get to understand their point of view sometimes they, they've not paid their children might be sick or something may be going wrong so imagine if you have this kind of community social integration between um the people and the police maybe every saturday or last the months you know they can even be like a football match between the police and and the the, the and citizens and they come out we hang out we talk we talk about oh this thing that you guys are doing is not right the way you guys drive and you know we too can also talk back to them without any you know and it, it just move it just creates that kind of social integration that that can foster a better cooperation between um nigerians and then you know the police force you know so it's just an idea that just keeps on popping in my head from time to time It's a good idea that people do that, but even there are even ways to even do it easier these days. Zoom, <laughs> right? Technology makes it very easy to do a lot of things nowadays, and a lot of people participate. Even if it's a Facebook page, everybody's on Facebook. Even if it's a WhatsApp group, whose parent yeah, is not WhatsApp, right? So, so they just want to be on Netflix. People have this. Uh, 
the characters yeah, yeah, when they're I, online. But when it's like real, it's those people who really want to integrate, you know. Um Yeah, you make sense because at the end of the day, a terrorist has a mom who is living in the neighborhood. Many people know these terrorists among themselves, right? They will not write them out until it becomes um, very dire that they cannot just do without not, not saying anything. But, you know, all of these people, the police has siblings, they have families, they have parents that would know the ills that they are doing. So, yeah, if there was a social integration in such a way that many people would speak out, then maybe, maybe... Yeah, definitely. I I think I see I see the point in that. But let's try to round up and just give us your roundup thoughts and let's see let's let's hear what you have to say regarding all of these things that's going on. Solution, process, problems. <laughs> let's hear you. Okay. Uh, for me, I I don't think it's um you know I think we've already said it all. You know I think like this um last you know um idea is something that I just keeps on running through my mind. You know how we can like integrate. You know. Uh, more, you know, when we're not, when they are not on uniform and we're not on suit and tie rushing to work or, you know, we can just have, because there needs, we need, the police is needed. You cannot have a society without uh, police. So no matter how angry we are, no matter how aggrieved that we are as people, we are, we are still going to need these guys. And, you know, they also need um, the job too. You know, they need the job, they need the money, uh, you know. So I think there's, it's in a, it's an inevitable um, relationship so in order for us to coexist better i think that we, it's high time that we start there needs to be intentional programs that will bring the people closer much closer to their police um, force their problems the problems that they feel as police officers is the same thing that we also feel too you know um, no light at home maybe the hospitals are not good the sun is too hot all those things you know the problems they feel it's not different from the problems that we feel they don't have different you know problems so i think that if we can if there can be um, a way that we can have you know social integration i feel like it will make uh, much sense as also for me again the idea of having like body cams and um, dashboard cams so that there's no too much story we know who is at fault uh, we know that some nigerians too can be can be somehow at times you know because you know we can't just be one-sided that oh yeah the police is only the problem yes we still know that you know um some nigerians can behave somehow sometimes and but then you know majority of the wahala is from you know is from this forcement so i think like the, if we have those dashboard cams for their cars and we have those body cams um for their um for their um for their bodies on their bodies and then we have more cctv um, um cameras all across i feel like the government should uh, you know i know that the government can actually um provide cctv cameras across major spots in the country but i feel like there needs to also be this intentional um policy or intentional um uh, memo put out to private in uh, private companies like everybody should have at least one cctv camera in front of your gates in front of your house now some of those things are cheaper i feel like government should try and motivate people so that we can actually capture um um so many of these moments that may not be um necessarily um planned or whatsoever you understand what i'm trying to say right so if we if there can be those policies from the government to yeah, actually yeah. you know uh, encourage people to get like cctv cameras put them in their shops their offices i think that that would also help us reduce um the crime rates um around and capture some of those moments right 
it's important right that the police are actually our friends not it's not just a you know right it's not just a, a slogan out there that nobody cares about yes like you said police is very important we care for the welfare of the police we care for the welfare of the people we care for where everybody is at mentally both the police and both the citizens of um, Nigeria so yes definitely justice should prevail and um, every everybody should be able to do everything in their own capacity to bring justice to the forefront and when we say justice we really mean justice not not some bias kind of justice just okay this is what is on the table and you know justice cut across when we are saying justice when we are talking about police brutality maybe some people might think we are saying lock up somebody justice also comes with economy we've said that before but it can never be overemphasized if many people were being paid what they're supposed to be paid maybe they wouldn't be as frustrated you know if the road networks were working if people had lights if you know all of these things were functioning properly then maybe there'll just be less frustration and there'll be no reason why you know some people would you know come out to to be on, 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 on my own final note though, mm -hmm. police is not your friend avoid them as much as possible and then put it that's in the mind. reality put that's the reality mind. and what are we going okay put it in mind that until the current rulership I'm not saying administrators, I'm not saying governors, I'm not saying president. Until the collective structure of Nigeria is disbanded. And that uh, aura of imperialism and colonialism completely obliterated. Don't trust the Nigerian police. They will yes. always be so 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 it seems like you're trying to you're, you're saying the police is not your friend as far something that is disagreeing with what i'm trying to say i'm trying to say that the police should in a functioning society the police should be your friend so i yes when all of those things go out of the way we should properly get to a place where that could work where there's a rulership that is for the people and the police that's for the people i think this is a right place to end the conversation today and uh, we'll see you in our next episode thank you for listening thank you everyone cheers yeah.